day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 59, Imagination to Reality. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Dan as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today, Alex. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We had a few technical difficulties trying to set this up with our whole editing programs and recording programs, but we decided a different route to figure this out. So it's going to work out. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see if this works. so enough about all our technical issues today we're just going to jump right into it and your hobby of today well for a while has been 3d printing how did you get oh actually sorry before we start talking about 3d printing i'm jumping the gun who is dan who is dan he's a maker he makes all kinds of trouble mischief uh, (laughs) and things my hobbies are varied i have a lot of them i like to try and do everything i can I, I think I heard somebody recently say, I'm really good at a lot of things, but I'm an expert in nothing. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of where I fit in. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the thing that you are extremely good at today, which is 3D printing, correct? Yes. 3D printing and modeling. There you go. Modeling and 3D printing is a combination of both. How did you get introduced to printing and modeling? Well, I got into 3D modeling first from a job. It was a a role I moved into. I took on the the role of just kind of designing layouts for control systems. And my boss said, hey, you're you're kind of catching on to it. Here's a good program. Let's get you learning. And, you know, I I just had to figure it out. I made it work. But I like modeling things up so I can, you know, we can go from design and 3D model it and be able to look at it before we have it in hand to see if it's it's going to be something we want to look at or use or however. That's pretty cool. And how long ago has this hobby started? That actually started in 2007. Oh, wow. So you've just passed, well, more than a decade of doing this. Yeah, of, of the modeling. Uh, I hadn't, hadn't been doing it full time the whole time since then, but that's when I first got introduced to the more serious 3D modeling programs. I actually got into AutoCAD in 1999. That's pretty cool. And uh, when did you get your first personal 3D printer? I got that at the beginning of this year. Oh, so this is your first, first one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure you're very delicate with it and you don't want to have a little scratch. It's like a new phone or a new anything, a new car. No, I immediately got it and took the wheels off and uh, upgraded the brakes and did all kinds of stuff to it. Okay, so you weren't scared. You're like, you know what? It's a 3D printer. It's rough. It's rigid. I'm just going to not abuse it, but use it to its best capacity. Well, what I did is I did a lot of research when I decided to get into 3D printing. I noticed that the prices were coming down, and uh, so the machines were becoming more available to somebody like myself who, who doesn't, who has so many hobbies, he can't throw all of his money into just one hobby. So, you know, you got to diversify it out. But I also, in that research, figured out different modifications that other users had done to improve the quality of their printer that it took them a long time to figure out and finally come to. But I decided if I was going to jump into this hobby, I was going to jump in full foot, bought a whole bunch of the upgrades right off the bat. In fact, had several of the upgrades waiting on my desk before I received the printer. And have have you uh, done, are you finished upgrading this printer or you still have a few things that you want to improve on this printer? 
so no, I'm not I'm not done uh upgrading it. I want to look into my next step is being able to print with ABS plastic. It requires a hotter temperature, so I have to upgrade some parts on it to handle the higher heat. And I forgot to ask at the beginning, but what is your current printer? I currently have a Creality Ender 3 Pro. And you did your research, you took your time, and this is a printer that you fell in love with, correct? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I liked that it was that the, the board is based off of an open source programming. Uh, so it's easy, it's readily available to dig in as deep as you want. So the maker community has really gotten around it and behind it. So it has a lot of support. It is certainly not what I would consider a beginner's 3D printer. But it is your first printer. It is my first printer. <laughs> but you're not a beginner. <laughs> no, so let's I just make that clear for everybody. I guess I'm not. <laughs> when, what I mean by that mostly is that, um, you know, if you're a beginner, but you're a tinkerer, you get under the hood and know how things work or try to figure it out. It's great. It's good. If you put it together correctly, right out of the box, it does great prints, but it can be better. And how long do you expect this printer to last? Roughly, what's the age or the duration of printers? Well, with these not being in the market for a long time, there's not a lot of data to to back it up. But just going by the materials that the printer is made out of, the different components of it, and how they're used in in industrial applications currently, that that suggests that it has has the ability to have a long life. Knocking on wood, it outlives us all. <laughs> you said you mentioned you do a lot of modeling as well. Did you learn this from looking up modeling online, or did you have like somebody teach you it, or did you just say, you know what, I want to make something, and I had to use my imagination on how to make it? It was. I ended up having to do a lot of research online. There wasn't a lot of YouTube back then. Um, people showing you how to do stuff. I mean, it was around, but early stages. Anyways. So I had to I had to look up a lot of stuff, and so yeah, it was really a self-taught thing. Like the exact same reason how, or it's the same way I started this podcast was all self-taught. Yes, and of course YouTube helped out a lot uh, for uh, Voice Meter Banana, which is a, a virtual audio interface, which uh, Dan and I have been messing around before this episode trying to figure out how to make it work, but it didn't work out for us. But we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> uh, but back to three D printing. Uh, do you prefer to print for practical reasons or more, let's say, arts or non-practical reasons? Yes. <laughs> I'm a complex creature. I, <laughs> I love making things for people to give as gifts, printing out things, figurines, um, artistic pieces. But on top of that, I like to, you know, find a problem and fix it. I've printed out replacement parts for CPAP masks, parts for the printer itself to upgrade it. Speaking of which, what was the first thing you printed? First thing I printed was a test dog, and that's what it's called. It's a little file that comes with it. It makes a little puppy dog that you print out. I bet you you have that mounted somewhere. I have all of it that came out right sitting in front of me, yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, how many times out of 10 have you messed up not you per se but has the printer just had an error and messed up a project and then you only realize once it was done which is probably a few hours later um that's actually happened 
on three different occasions where I've started a print and gone away, maybe went to get dinner or went to bed, where I've come back and found that uh, I printed about half of it and then the rest was what we call spaghetti. <laughs> but not the good kind. Right. <laughs> not the kind everybody wants to eat. <laughs> and it must have been very frustrating just to come back to know that, oh, it messed up everything. I yeah. wasted all this time. Yeah, definitely. Did you uh, did did you ever go back and complete that project, or you just moved on to the next one? Uh, I've gone back and completed them. There you go. Dedication. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of which, how often do you use your three D printer? I print on it a couple things a week. Generally, I've usually always got it running, doing different things. Soon enough, you're going to three D print a version of yourself that'll three D print other things. <laughs> uh. Well, I don't think we can handle having more than one of me around here. <laughs> so. You know what? Same for me. We, we don't want two Alexes. No one wants that. My wife especially doesn't want that. <laughs> what would you say is the most complex thing you've ever printed? And what was the simplest thing? Uh, the simplest thing was what we call a calibration cube. It's just a little, it's about the size of a regular playing die. And it's got the different axes embossed onto it. So you have X, Y, and Z on the different faces. It's to kind of test out your printer. and uh, But it's very simple, just a cute little cube. Actually, oh, I have one that's simpler than that. Uh, my wife my wife does uh, needle point stuff, like cross-stitch. And for cross-stitch, they use these plastic flat bobbin things. And she's been like ordering them online. And I'm like, you know what? I bet I can print that. And I did. So I print her good quality plastic bobbins for her thread to go on. And But they're very simple. That's pretty cool. Now she has a free source of these uh, materials to make her hobby, her own hobby, enjoyable. Right, exactly. Most complex as in final design would have to be the 3D scanner that I'm working on. It's got a whole bunch of different parts, a turntable, phone holder, different things like that. But most complex looking so far is a stormtrooper. Life size, right? Um, <laughs> actually, it's only about uh, five inches high, five inches tall. But still very deadly. Yes, it's very heavy. Uh, <laughs> took a half a half a spool of uh, of filament, so it was about uh, half a gram or half a kilogram. Sorry, half a kilogram of of plastic. I gave it to my brother in law. Oh wow. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to mount this one as well. Is he expecting a full army or he's satisfied with the one? He's satisfied with the one, but <laughs> we're in talks about making him a suit. Like a him, like a lie, like a full life-size suit? Yes. That's awesome. I'll, I will be able to print the panels and the helmets and things like that. Now, are you going to make it exactly the same colors as the original Stormtroopers? Are you going to mix up them colors or make some cool designs on them? Well, they're white and black, so... Yes, I'll do them in white and black. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. You know what? You don't need to comp make it complicated. If he wants to improve it, he can paint over it. But that's going to be pretty cool. Has it been done before with the full bodysuit for a stormtrooper? Yes. Yes, it has. On Thingiverse, which is a good repository for places to get designs and share designs, is there's a lot of people out there who've already started the process of designing all the pieces in order to make virtually anything you could want. And you can become a part of the project and help, or you can upload your own designs. But there's people who've done Star Wars character helmets 
and you just download the file and print out the pieces. That's pretty cool. What's the coolest thing you've seen on that website? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of really cool things. Um, there's a working <laughs> there's a working um, four cylinder engine and transmission based off the Toyota Twenty Two RE platform. Uh, it doesn't actually fire with spark plugs, but you can turn the crank and all the p- pistons move in the right way, and you can shift through the gears on the transmission. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm sure you've contributed to this website as well with all the models you've made. Uh, I have. I contributed a part for my CPAP mask that commonly breaks on the mask. I was able to uh, recreate it and model it and then print it out. And I have a functioning functioning print that I use every night. That's, that's, that's cool. I like that. And uh, when it comes to the modeling aspect... Where do, you, where do you usually go to gain inspiration to make a new model? My imagination. <laughs> most, most, of the, most of the more artistic stuff I've done, I've actually modeled myself. Some of it is kind of a hybrid where I've, I've come up with a part of it, and then I also used a part of somebody else's design. The, Strom, the Stormtrooper is not my design. I don't take credit for that. That was one that I downloaded and, and printed out. That's cool. At least uh, you pull inspiration from everywhere and anywhere. And I'm yeah. sure you're like a, a waterfall of endless ideas. It just keeps on pouring down. <laughs> Sometimes faster than I can write them down and then I forget them. And that's why I'm not rich. You, you, you have time. You have time. You can work on it. You can print right. it out. And I have no doubt that you're going to just create maybe even one day a house, a 3D printed house. Not with your little, like, not with your printer, but like you're going to buy a big one because I know they do that. I saw YouTube videos where they print out houses. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I have no doubt that that'd be like a big idea that you might want to try out one day. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I, would li- I would like to build my own house, but I don't know about 3D printing it. But definitely I'm, I'm familiar with the 3D printed houses and I think it's a very cool technology. And I think it can really help out some of the homelessness. Which is cool that it has an aspect or plays a role in the creativity of aspect of things. And also it's very practical and makes it very affordable compared to other things. And I have no doubt it's going to develop into something even bigger and better and even cheaper as yes. we go along because people are going to become more competitive and try to make the best product. And yeah, it's it's a great technology. I've seen people make prosthetic arms and, and legs and yes. other things to help people who need it. Yes, uh, there is there is certainly a place for people. Like you can go to the three D printing communities on Reddit, and you know you can put a call out to the community to say, "Hey, this is what I'm looking to do," and a lot of the people there would be glad to help you get your design going, things like that, getting it to print. I've seen people talk about. 3D printing, you know, prosthetic hands that they can move with the muscles on their their arms. God, the creativity in these people. Yeah. One other person is actually 3D printing a uh, Lamborghini. Because why not? Right. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way, of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, for you, what would you say are some pros and cons about using a 3D printer? The pro uh, for me is just the aspect of... I want to, I, I think up these things and I want it to, I want to hold it in my hands and play with it. Now I have the ability to, to make it in, in a more complex way than I could manually without a machine. 
building little prototypes for things. Really nice to, to be able to print it out myself and have it made within a couple hours versus, you know, having to send the file out and order it and, you know, maybe somebody picks up on the idea and takes it for themselves or something. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that does happen. <laughs> the disadvantage uh, could be the noise, could be the smell. Certain plastics, you know, they get warm, they off-gas. It doesn't smell great. It's not really toxic, but it, it just, there's an odor to it. When you have a failed print that used up the last of your spool, and you have to order more. <laughs> that can be a downside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the middle of a print, it just runs out. You have to be like, oh, yeah. I got to go to the store and get some more or order some more online or wherever right. you get it. Yeah. Um, some people have the ability to get it in stores near them. I, I'm not one of those people. That's because they moved to a house right beside a 3D printing store. I right. Yes. <laughs> uh, sidebar. Yeah. I don't, and feel free to edit this out if you want. Have you seen the show Cloud Nine? No, I have not. Or Superstore. Sorry, Superstore takes place yes, in a Cloud Yes, yes, I have. It, Sorry. Yes, I have. <laughs> in some of the most more recent episodes, there's been on one of the display shelves 3D printers, and you can see them in the background. In the background of the scene, it's they have like 3D printers on on display for sale. That's interesting you say that because if you really think about it, they haven't really included 3D printers in TV that much. Right. Like just casually showing it, whether it's pretty much any TV show. But yeah, that's that's good that they're showing it. Most of the time, it's in things like animation and sci-fi. That is very true. Big Hero 6, where the character makes parts for for the robot. It's not the same exact type of 3D printing, but it's the concept is there. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But that's good to know that uh, they're trying to include it more and present it to the world as not being something not completely unaffordable. Like it's it's affordable and it's very practical. It can help out millions of people with different problems. And it's it's not just people hiding in their basements playing with electronics. <laughs> yeah, like you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors and lawyers can run it too. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on the box. <laughs> Safe for adults. <laughs> Make sure to stay in a well-ventilated room and you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Take breaks every now and then. Do not stare directly at the machine for eight hours straight. Right. Or if you do, you, you know what? You do whatever you need to do to relax. <laughs> exactly. So do you have anything that you really want to print, but you're not able to print it out yet? I want to print some parts for my Jeep, but... I don't. I'm. I don't have the ability to do the ABS yet, so that's that's really what. And I have to. I have to figure out how to print it in multiple parts, so that it uh, it'll fit within the confines of my printer. Is there a substance to create an adhesive to bind them together? I wouldn't imagine it's just glue, but I could be wrong. Is there one that you like if you're printing it out in parts? Yes. Uh, ABS actually, there's a chemical that you can put on it that essentially melts it. So you're performing plastic welding, uh, chemical plastic welding, and it it's just as strong as any other bond could be. Except the bond of love. No, <laughs> that was really cheesy. That is true. But that is true. But if you love your plastic enough, it'll stick together. There you go. It's the love between two pl plastics. Yes. Uh, what would you say is the best part about 3D modeling and 3D printing? Being able to look my wife in the eyes and say, you know what? I can make that. And then coming through with it. <laughs> That's cool. Like you could see something on TV, be like, you know what? 
I'm making that. I'll make exactly. it even better than that. Yeah. That's, you know what? I kind of want a 3D printer just to make things because there's so many things that break in my house because of the wind. I won't, I won't say it's my fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the wind. <laughs> the wind inside a closet, yes. <laughs> but no, it'd be very practical. Like I have a mic stand that's kind of breaking. If I could replace that, I'd love to make one. Um, there's like broken parts everywhere, which which is pretty practical. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having one if uh, anybody listening that would like to send one over if they have one that uh, they have, you know. <laughs> of course, don't do it. I'm just kidding. You don't need to send me anything. Just yeah, just give him an Amazon or... gift card. He'll order what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, you don't know me. Just give me the money yeah. and I'll spend it the way I like it. <laughs> you don't That's have to buy greedy. anything. <laughs> I'll buy it. Just don't give me the send... money. Yeah, <laughs> but really don't send me anything. I don't need anything. I'm good. I'm happy. I just need maybe an ice cube because it's pretty hot in here. That's about it. So what would you say is your current biggest challenge? My biggest challenge is right now is overcoming speed versus quality of output. I have to, I have to print things really slowly, so it takes a long time. And you can't rush it, I would imagine. Well, yeah, you can, but quality degrades. Speed, speed or quality, take your pick. I want neither. All right. <laughs> I don't want speed. I don't want quality. I want it slow and crappy. Myself, I'm sure when I start off, if I get a 3D printer, that's going to be the first thing. I'm going to wait 24 hours to make a cube that ends up looking like a broken triangle or a pyramid. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. Uh, has that still been the same challenge or has your challenge been different when you first started? Um, that's kind of been a consistent challenge, but... I did have little challenges before that, uh, like my first milestone was a greater than four hour print, in which I've topped with a 24, no, it was two days and seven hours. Wow. <laughs> was my print. Wow. That's, that's, that's a long time. And you weren't standing in front of the printer the whole time, were you? No, I was not. Uh, <laughs> I have a remote camera set up where I can monitor from my phone and see what's going on. That's smart. And did you learn that from that one time where it messed up because you went away for dinner and you had the spaghetti? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> where I learned it from. <laughs> there you go. But that's that's exactly that's the beauty of it. You it's the experience that is the best teacher. And now you know yes. that you should supervise it as if it's like a toddler running around in the park. You just gotta keep an eye on it, make sure it doesn't screw up. However, don't don't uh, negate the experience or the uh, information you can receive online because of some posts that I've read. I now keep or I from day one have had a there's like an automatic fire suppression canister that you can get that will deploy fire suppressant. And I also have a sensor that tags to my phone if it senses heat, too much heat around the printer. Because if they have a thermal runaway issue, they can set your house on fire. And this is a good lesson for anybody who is interested in having a 3D printer or has a 3D printer. Yes. So basically what Dan is saying is that he was prepared. But hopefully this this uh, heat sensor and the whole incident was not because you had a fire due to no. your 3D printer. <laughs> okay. No, that, that was learning from somebody else's experience. Um, and actually that experience was not even with this model of printer. But I just, um, my family and my house is, is more important than my 3D printing. That is completely fair, yeah. Uh, yes. So I have I have done my homework to make sure I'm safe. Uh, I never leave it 
unattended completely because I'm always able to see what's going on. I like that. I like that. So whoever's listening, Dan is very wise. He's giving really good advice. It's you should never <laughs> let anything. It's like, think of it this way. Your 3D printer is like an oven. You would never just leave your oven on and just leave the house unsupervised. You need somebody to supervise your oven. Well, except for an oven, you wouldn't want to necessarily just leave a camera, but it's the same idea. Just do yeah. not leave it unintended without any precaution. <laughs> yes. I also have it set up on a, uh, a plug-in that's controlled by my Alexa so I can kill the power to it remotely. Look at that. You thought <laughs> of everything. What... <laughs> What have you not thought of? Well, that's kind of a hard question to answer, but yeah. That's... <laughs> well, let's see. What have I not thought of? Yeah, put it, building it into a fireproof cabinet. I haven't thought of doing that yet. <laughs> you, you got time. You have time. I but so, yeah, you're already well prepared. You've taken all the safety measures and you are good to go. Hashtag printer goals. Hashtag safety as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would you say has 3D printing taught you in life? Patience. Yeah, sometimes uh, you have to print things out slowly. Teaches patience. It, it no more. It teaches me to look at things differently. Because with three D printing and modeling, you have to you have to decide how you see things and how it's how it's going to actually happen inside the software. And I would imagine as well when you see an item, like you pick it up in your hand. You go into great detail of analyzing all the angles, the shapes, the bumps. As a normal person would just pick it up and like, oh, this is a canister. But you would look right. at it and like, okay, well, this is how many rims it has. This is the diameter. Is it physically possible? What's the width? What's the pressure points? You just look into more details, which is pretty cool. Yeah. One of, one of the thought exercises I do is I'll take something like I have a Raspberry Pi case here in front of me and I'd look at it and say, okay, how would I model this up? Okay. Or what could I do? What could I print maybe to connect a uh, a monitor to this? Maybe I want a little touch screen connected to it. Well, I can print in case that'll do that. But it also teaches you to open your mind a little bit and say, you know what? If I can think it, I can build it. So I need to start thinking about things. How can I change this? How can I change that? It's the same philosophy that artists use, even like comedians. The truly good comedians look at everything and ask, how can I make that funny? Or how was that funny? And having that ability to look at something and go, how would I X? And that's the thing you have to, you should learn in life is looking at everything more than just one way. I like that. It's the divergent thinking, divergent seeing. Yes. There's multiple paths you can take to find a solution. It's not just a straightforward, oh, one plus one is two. Well, well, I'm not saying one plus one could be equal to anything else, but theoretically speaking, there's answers, infinite answers to every problem. If it's one set of 10 plus one set of 20, it's not two. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Now, has uh, has 3D modeling and printing ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say you come home from work and you said, okay, I had a long day. I just want to set something up and just print it and look at it for a few hours and then go on with my day. Yes. I like to start the printer up and uh, just have it running in the background and watch the print. It's kind of, there's something kind of, uh, you know, soothing and relaxing about watching you know, plastic get laid down in a, a shape forming out of out of this molten plastic. It almost makes you think of uh, and when people were younger, the Play-Doh. 
Yeah. And that'd be that squeezing machine that just squeezes out the Play-Doh. Or like yeah. even like an ice cream uh, machine where it just comes down into the ice cream cone. It's very mesmerizing. Just don't try to eat the hot plastic <laughs> directly out of the nozzle. They should add that on the box if it's not already there. Already there. <laughs> it may be there in the Chinese characters or something. That are on it. A little image of somebody trying to, in, trying to eat it. Yeah, just with a giant X over it. Right, with a cross out. Yeah, with the X over it. Uh, so on the flip side, has 3D modeling and printing ever stressed you out? Just because, let's say, something did not work out in the way you wanted it to work out or something was malfunctioning or there's an error, did that ever stress you out? Yes. Uh, one time I was designing a volume knob and I got all the measurements right and everything ready and I printed it out and apparently I printed it wrong and it just didn't fit and work. So now I have a nice looking volume knob that doesn't fit on anything. It fits on your heart. It's the knob to your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the imperfection perfection. Right. I, but I, I do have it in my eyesight so I can find a use for it. I'm going to make a use for it. You're going to build something to fit that. Exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> and what, what are some misconceptions about people who do 3D modeling and printing? I don't know if there are, but I can, if I imagine that there are, it would be that they're there are people who are all geeky and nerdy, which isn't necessarily a bad misconception, but I know people who, who like to 3D print who aren't tech savvy or anything like that. They just think it's cool to pick a file and push play and have it go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more complex than that. It's a lot more complex. There are machines that you can buy if you spend the money that, um, aside from learning how to add the filament to them, Really, all that's to it is you feed a feed a file to it, and it uh, prints it out. But I would imagine people who do try that eventually move on to more complex printers that allow them to be more flexible. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so in that case, those are good starter printers. <laughs> yeah, those are the good starter printers, but they're expensive. Yes, so. Okay, so you have to have deep pockets for these starter printers. Yes. But if you're creative off the bat and are willing to take things apart and upgrade, then Dan's printer, which he mentioned at the beginning, is probably the printer for you. If not, something similar or lower or higher. I'm not the expert here. Dan is. He's the one who recommended maybe this printer is not the best for starters, but I'm sure he has some in mind, which if you don't mind me asking, what are some good starter printers? Actually, I do recommend the printer that I have or the or the standard Ender 3 bottle. I believe you can get them for around $200. Watch watch, you know, videos online about assembling it, putting it together uh, out of the box. It'll take a couple hours of your time to put it together and it works like that out of the box. You don't have to do all the upgrading up front. And when you do decide that you want to get deeper into the world, you join the community and ask questions. Everybody's very helpful. Exactly. There's no such thing as a stupid question. So don't be shy. And I'm sure there's a good subreddit that is just is overflown or has a lot of information and resources for people who are curious to get into the hobby. And on that note, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in starting this hobby? A word of advice is to first Maybe see if there's a local resource where you can use a 3D printer. Some library, public libraries have 3D printers that the public can come use either for free or very low cost. Some areas have 
make what they call maker spaces that have 3D printers and 3D laser cutters and all these things that you can go and work on. Um, also, just reach out to the online community. You might find somebody in your area that has one available that they can show you how to use and, and help you out to see if it's truly something you want to invest in. Speaking about the online community, do you have any personal social media links or websites you'd like to share? It could either be your own social media links or even websites that can help people learn more about 3D printing and modeling. I would definitely check out uh, the subreddit for 3D printing. It's just 3D printing, r slash 3D printing. There you go, short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and the other, the other one I would recommend is thingiverse.com. It's not so much a 3D printing specific forum, but it's where you find files and items that people have created where you can download the file and 3D print it yourself. That's perfect. I'll put all that information below so people can find it, follow it, and just join in because it sounds like it's a very open community and people are willing to help. And do you have any social media links, let's say like an Instagram or Twitter where you share your projects so people can see what you have? I do not. <laughs> you keep it all to yourself. It's a, it, they, they don't need to see it. Come on, there's enough 3D printed stuff out there. Don't, don't, don't spy on Dan. Actually, actually I... I do share uh, my designs on, on Thingiverse, and I'm also sort of active in the 3D printing community on Reddit as well. Well, there you go. If you want to learn more about Dan, you can find him in the Reddit universe, and he'll be wandering around there. And I'm sure if you bump into him, he will be more than happy to help you out with any question or any issue you may have. And also you can bounce ideas off each other and help each other out because it's a community and it's a learning process. And 3D printers are, have so much potential. Yes. And speaking about potential, which is not me, myself, but this question is going to just show how much potential I don't have. Do you have any questions for me about 3D printing? I do. What would be, <laughs> what have you thought about or... Could you come up with an idea of what the first thing you'd want to print for you would be? I was looking at some headsets that I have on my desk right now. And I was thinking, oh, that'd be pretty cool if I were to like just take the uh, hard drive, not the hard drive, but the hardware out of the headsets and put it into a 3D version of headset that I would like custom make. Like maybe like one that has like time for your hobby logo on it, but it's all 3D printed. Or like, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I love headsets and I love anything related to audio. So I feel like a cool set of audio headsets. And I love the idea of combining materials together. So the shell of the headsets would be out of 3D printing, but I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily make the padding out of 3D printing because that would not be comfortable. Right. But I'd love to like try to find, like you, find a way to make it work. So yeah, headsets would definitely be my first thing I'd like to try out. I, I will tell you that uh, out in the Thingiverse, there is a set of headphones that uh, somebody has printed. I believe they modeled after like the Audio Technicas. And if I'm remembering correctly, they would be perfect to have your logo right on the back of the earpiece. Well, good thing that I do have experience with Audio Technica. I have a lot of their products, so I would not be shy to give that out. If you do have the link, I would love to see it. Yeah, I'll dig that out and send it to you. Alternatively, uh, if you have some of the ATs that have like the round circle backside of it, you could just print your logo out as a like a challenge coin and stick it on there. That just made me think that also, you know, it'd be cool if I could just give away um, with 3D prints, little coins of my uh, logo of time for your hobby in a circle and give it out to 
my guests as in like here here's a badge <laughs> like a, a participate uh, participate oh, I, I can't even say the word i was participation medal <laughs> i i gave your hot my hobby your time or something like that you know <laughs> yeah, on the back is a yeah. you gave your hobby my time or your time <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> that's an idea so uh if anybody out there uh would like to give that a shot i'd be more than happy to help you out with that well maybe maybe we'll talk about it and collaborate and uh we can get you some there 3D you printed and mailed up to you. Yeah, well, now you have me excited. <laughs> yeah. This is cool. I, li I like custom-made things. And yeah, anyways, I'm going off track. Uh, today was all about you, <laughs> not about my little excitement of creating things. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on my show and sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your passion of 3D printing and modeling. You got me so excited for it. Uh, I... All I can think about is designing stuff now and I have no experience whatsoever, <laughs> but I would love to give it a try. And uh, if you want to learn more about Dan, just listen to this podcast and also go visit those subreddits, those websites that Dan mentioned. It will be in the description below so you can go check that out. And if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because maybe somebody's stuck in a creative block and they need to create something and 3d print something and maybe 3d printers and modeling will be the answer to improve their day their life or anything that may be going on with them and if you'd like to be on my show or have any questions at all you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com so once again thank you so much dan you're welcome and thank you for having me on so until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care <laughs>